0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This week's episode of Screen Talk is brought to you by the new Pope. John Malkovich joins Jude Law to bring you a new kind of religious experience in the sinfully delightful follow-up to HBO's The Young Pope. Creator Paulin Sorrentino pushes the boundaries once again with his provocative storytelling and visual imagery. Only this time, there's two divinely appointed heads to reckon with. With charmer Pope Pius XIII, Jude Law, in a coma, a volatile new pope is stepping in to fill his swanky red shoes. Dive deep into the power politics and scandal-filled world of modern papacy with the new pope. Watch The New Pope Mondays at 9pm, only on HBO. Welcome to Screen Talk, New Wires Weekly Podcast. I'm Eric Cohn, the Executive Editor and Chief Critic, joined as always by Ann Thompson, our editor at large. And Anne, while it might be the shortest Oscar season, it certainly feels like we've been living in it for a long time. So it's nice to have a significant update to the conversation we've been having about many different movies over the last few weeks because we got up bright and early on Monday and got those Oscar nominations. So I have to say, while in theory... Nominations narrow the conversation. In some ways, I feel like it's more confusing than it was before. Anybody who can say with confidence that they know what's going to win best picture is lying, right?
1: The reason for that, um, because I was at the Critics' Choice Awards on Sunday night, and so that was a situation where, uh, you know, this group of 400 critics who are national, who are extremely predictive of what the Oscar voters are going to do, mainly because they're a little more mainstream and representative of a wider, diverse group than, say, New York or L.A. or national. Um, And they're, they're, uh, you know, television, radio, uh, online, you know, a lot of different people. This group went for Quentin Tarantino's uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Um, and, and, and they, they went for, you know, foreign for Bong Joon-ho and, and they went for Renee and they went for Joaquin and they went for Laura Dern. and, 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 you know, it was all, uh, you know, and they went for Brad Pitt. It was all very predictable. The next morning, you know, you would have said once upon a time in Hollywood had the, had the, uh, had the momentum. The next morning, the, uh, nominations revealed something different, which is that the momentum is heading to and this the reason that this is true, that you could tell this was because 1917, which is the most recent release, which is the box office hit, this movie is moving in the direction of unexpected nominations things that like makeup thing things that you wouldn't have predicted vfx uh screenplay it it shows more strength 10 nominations for this as well even without actors um as well as, as once upon a time in hollywood getting 10 and uh irishman getting 10 which was expected and joker getting 11. now we've learned long ago that just because you get the most nominations Lincoln, or whoever it is, you know, Revenant—you can have a million nominations and not get that. Go home empty. Wins.
0: You yeah. can win nothing,
1: or you, or you can win, you know, a few things, but not the big one, not the big, big, big Best Picture win. So, so this adds nineteen seventeen to this other group of of films that are all bunched together vying for for the top uh, slot. And and you could say Joker—if it's going to win Phoenix, that could be the big win for Joker. If Laura yeah. Dern is going to win for Marriage Story, that could be the big win for that movie, and it might not even win a- anything else.
0: But- yeah, it's going to be. It could be a real spread the love kind of an evening. Which, from an aesthetic standpoint, that's great. It's a question of. I mean, for me, you know, thinking about well, what movie would I really like to see win? I mean, a Parasite Best Picture victory would be very exciting. I'm but think at the moment,
1: thing- a director victory for Parasite. I think which that's would be the most awesome. likely thing. That's
0: and that echoes what happened with Cuaron last year, obviously. And so it's happened several scenario. times,
1: uh, you know, with Ang Lee as as well. And and it's just, it it, it is a kind of consolation prize um, when a movie isn't quite mainstream enough to go all the way to best picture. It could be Parasite. It's in the mix. It did very, well,
0: very well. Let's go one step at a time here, because with the 1917 thing, I've learned from the Ann Thompson School of Oscar prognostication that for a movie to be a, a serious best picture front runner, it probably needs to be a serious screenplay contender as well. And it is. this movie well, but I mean it's an incredible... I mean it's not gonna screen- win that. If it doesn't win
1: Tarantino gets that. That's that's so- why. That's why the, the, the way it's shaking, Tarantino wants nothing more. We talked about this a little bit last week. He wants to win director. He's won screenplay he, twice. He doesn't
0: want, he's going to he get, if he just wins the gonna screenplay. he's going to get screenplay
1: again. It's going to happen at the Bastards. It's going to happen. You know, he's just not going to win director. He got, he
0: got director from uh, NBR. So at least there's that consolation prize. But it's, it's, it's true. Worth. No, I know. He'll, he will give the most. Uh, resentful acceptance speech when he wins screenplay. I think he already sees, yeah,
1: (laughs) he sees sees that this is what he's going, and Brad Pitt, of course, uh, this is what he's he's going to. And also, that's the other thing, if you go through all the uh, adapted screenplay before we go into the whole, so when you go through all the tech categories, you, you, you know, it's Once Upon a Time versus Irishman versus Joker versus... Paris, you know they're all going up against each other um and and so that's very interesting it's hard to tell actually where some of those are going to come down and the other one that i find hard to read uh by the way is adapted screenplay which uh greta gerwig took uh on sunday at the critics choice and that's a likely scenario but i could see jojo because there's nothing yeah. else for well, jojo but to that's win the thing.
0: It's it's like the more you dig through these different possibilities, each possibility leads you to a potential spoiler. I mean, it's like, I mean, what what, what happens with, with something like Little Women, for example, being this movie that, you know, Greta Grove being denied best director and yet so much goodwill for her versus, say, an Anthony McCartan or... Or Steve Zalian, which I suppose are... I think the white
1: guys come out behind in, in that. But you know what, Eric? I didn't do well with my nominations this year. And the reason I didn't do well with my nominations this year is that I gave the Academy voters way too much credit for leaning into diversity. They didn't do it. They voted with whatever it was they really liked. And they voted all these male movies... Into dominance, you know, from Irishman and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Ford v Ferrari, um, you know, and Joker. These are all male-dominated movies. Well, one thing, that we yeah, one they thing have, we got they have was no the, women who speak in them.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and, and um, well, I don't know. That's not not quite true with uh, with Parasite. Parasite but, but isn't think, in
1: this category. I do not. I, uh, Parasite and Marriage Story and Little Women are fine. Jojo Rabbit, yeah. it's fine. These are, I have no issues with them. Women but definitely speak I can't speak help there. but see these movies set in the past, celebrating masculinity. What is Brad Pitt? But a celebration of an old fashioned model of, of a man's man. In a tool Well, I,
0: I don't know if, if Irishman is necessarily celebrating masculinity so much as it's bemoaning the the impact that being so committed to that, you know, concept of masculinity can have on somebody over the years. But, you know, that that's, I mean, that was sort of a, it's a, it's a great movie and it, it should be in that. I love I was a given.
1: I love Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I am attracted to men like this. I grant you. It's not, it's not. It's on the record. Christian Bale, I love you. You have Matt Damon. I love you. It's fine. That's not the issue. The issue is why these screenwriters and directors didn't understand that leaving women out of these stories and not giving them voices and expression and thoughts. It's okay for the daughter of, of Frank Sharon, played by Anna Paquin, to be his moral guide and judge and not forgive him. But in my view, although Scorsese mounted a a valiant argument, why didn't she have a voice? And why didn't Sharon Tate have a voice? You want to go there? Once upon a time in Hollywood.
0: But the Sharon Tate thing, I think, is is, is these are two different categories of conversations. One has to do with the fact that the entire movie is being told from a male's View of the world, and he alienated the, the women in his life. So it actually makes narrative sense that, on some level, the he he was never really responsive to her. So it actually there is a certain kind of logic in play to how, from his subjective perspective, she would have so few lines of dialogue. Moving. I get it. Hollywood, Hollywood is a doing, but thing. they didn't Pollywood take Pollywood is a the time. Thing.
1: To figure out a way to give her a voice and have it work well, that I know.
0: Well, I mean, and I, I think maybe that's that's be- because of of who is running the show. And, and there there's certainly an argument to be made that you know a, a woman who is making this movie probably would have instinctively said, "We need to make sure this person has more uh, more things to say, more of a defined role." Whereas in the Tarantino film, it's like he's playing with somebody's sort of imaginary idea of Sharon Tate. And I think that there is an interesting question there of like, does she does, does speaking do actual lines of dialogue have to be the, the indicator of how much depth you give somebody? Because in some ways she is the most interesting person. Boys.
1: She's a fascinating person. Again, I love that movie and I love what he did with her, but at the and same more time, it a pattern I- emerges here. Ford V. Ferrari, you could see Mangold and his and his screenwriters valiantly trying to give uh ken miles a family not, and a wife and someone that, yeah, that <laughs> it, it it you you see the pattern over and over where where uh, todd phillips is struggling to give zazie betts something more to do you know there are these are underwritten roles well yes, at the end of the day 1917 I mean, I think the that, best scene in the whole movie the one that gives it heart the one that makes it have a beating heart is the scene in the underground with with the french woman and the baby the
0: the problem here is 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 that what what you're highlighting is is it's not so much that it's a writing problem as it is a problem with the projects themselves that these are male-centric projects and at the end of the day you know if there's if there's a, a way to rectify this problem it is probably a better acknowledgement of films with women in them. And Little Women, obviously, is the most prominent example. I don't agree but with we this. We haven't though. even. Eric, no, this I is disagree exact, this with is this essential.
1: profoundly because no, you're wait, saying wait, that just because wait. these filmmakers are interested wait, in men, wait. they should be able to make movies wait. about men that don't have interesting women in them, and I don't no, agree that with that. No, that is
0: that is not what I'm saying. Real world you're, isn't you're, like you're that, mis- Eric. That, no, and I, oh, I know women the real world. existed in that world. Maybe Believe, not in
1: me. World One, but I, I you know. am
0: not. I, I think you're mischaracterizing what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that the nature of these projects makes it less surprising that they end up being so yeah, male focused. I'm not arguing in favor of it. What I'm saying is that there the are the other What I'm saying War is, is that the, male, the, the, a is better a way gay. to re- Okay, but hang on. You have to let me make an argument here because I think what you're missing in all of this is the point which is that there were other options, not even just little women, that maybe there were women making movies this season that have been widely ignored that aren't necessarily problematic in this and on this front and we wouldn't even be having this no, conversation you're, you're my point, if they had okay? but hang on we I haven't have even talked to to, make hang too. on but well, wait we haven't even talked about the farewell which we were talking about we're not talking season. about the
1: movies that were left out what's so obvious but i think I mean, that it's relevant let me it's say this one thing. Here. let me just say this one thing what's really obvious to me is is it, I just wrote a story about this, which is why it's very fresh on my mind. Um, the, the what's really obvious to me is is that the they, they didn't vote for the farewell because they didn't relate to it. They didn't vote to hustlers because they didn't relate to it. These were movies that were dominated by women, but were also the kinds of movies that maybe a lot of the the men in the academy. Thirty two percent of the academy is women. That means that an awful lot of people, white men over sixty. Voted for these movies, people get really outraged by what the Academy votes for. Remember who they are. I know who they are, and I know that they loved the movies that that I'm talking about. So and they're I, the I'm movies not, they voted for, and they didn't vote for the movies I'm not that you're discussing. With any of
0: this. I ex- and they well, never exa- will. That- and but that is, but the point that I make well first of all they're going to die off and there's going to be new people who will Hopefully. so I don't know about this let's, yes. let's not just say like the story ends here or something like that no but the they're point that I, back I'm making back with
1: romantic uh, okay, celebration but, on a past that no longer exists in the okay, real world okay
0: uh, exact but I think that the the problem ultimately is like I don't think that it's necessarily fair for us to lambast Irishmen because Anna Paquin doesn't speak. It ends up being intensified now that it is part of this narrative with the respect to, to Oscar nominations, where you have a, a, several films a that minimize. It's a pattern, but I don't. Th- I think it's different to say in 1917 there's like one good scene with a woman, or in in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where it's a, he made this strange decision not to have Sharon Tate speak, even though she's the centerpiece of the movie. Than to say, like with Irish, I, I don't
1: think it's a it's necessary. Well, we li- again, i are not I, all I like the same movies, but I can't help seeing, I can't help saying to myself, really, why can't Scorsese and Zalian come up with more? Why can't Quentin Tarantino come up with more? And the answer, you know, why can't Todd Phillips come up with more? the The answer, I mean, nineteen seventeen is totally justifiable. <laughs> Fine, by the way, um, I. Ford v. Ferrari? What, what's the issue here? The issue is a lack of imagination and a lack of understanding and a lack of of, of consideration. Really, they're and not the interested. That, is what it fact, really comes down to?
0: I mean, I, I think culturally and, and as a society as a whole, we are recognizing how much women's voices are marginalized to some degree because women aren't getting the platform they need to tell their stories. I'm not saying like you know, Scorsese and Zalian couldn't have figured out a way to write those lines of dialogue but maybe we need, this is a, a really good argument for it why we need like more women are, writers. No,
1: of course we do. And, uh, and Christy uh, wilson Carnes did, did a great job on 1917, and Greta did a great job uh, on Little Women. Um, and by the way, Taika Waititi did a great job on Jojo Rabbit, and, and well, Bon I, I that, did a great <laughs> job on, on, uh, on Parasite. I mean, men are capable of putting incredibly complicated and interesting women in, in their stories, that that's I I I don't think we should be segregating this. I don't think a woman has to be the one who tells a woman's story or not. You
0: no, know, I Catherine don't think Bigelow that either.
1: Did a great job with Hurt Locker. I, she didn't I, have to be a man no, to direct no that movie.
0: No, I know, and I'm not arguing in favor of that. But, and it, it from a from a storytelling standpoint per se, I'm just making the observation that if we were able to rectify that problem, we wouldn't even be having this conversation in the first place. And it is really frustrating that there aren't more women in the mix to a large degree as a reflection of, of broader issues with our industry. But maybe we should move on because there's, there's some other major category. We haven't even talked about the actors
1: Really. Okay, I so mean, basically, you have the four categories that are appear to be locked down. Um, but, um, you said Brad. So we have Brad and along. we have Laura. And, and we, I mean, SAG will be interesting this weekend because Jennifer Lopez is nominated in that category as she was overlooked at, at the Oscars, which I predicted which from bummer. the beginning, by the way. Yeah, saying, yeah
0: that's true. But I you sounded right a about hesi- you, you hesitated a few times.
1: Never hesitated. Expanded. I mean, I might have put her in oh, as the Possibility at a certain point. <laughs> but at the end, been. I took I'm her sure out. There was, there I decided must have been she some wouldn't make support. it. Um, it was a tough one. What?
0: It was a tough one. I mean, and then the fact that Kathy Bates got in is is interesting by comparison because it's not like Richard Jewell was some uniformly, you know, beloved yeah. thing, <laughs> <I> mean, but. <laughs>
1: Lawrence Pewin, which was the right thing to do, but they went with a lot of old favorites. You know, that's she's someone they've respected, Kathy Bates, for a long time, and by the way, gave a great performance in in the movie. Uh, which yeah, both her and Paul. Well, that yeah. was I a hard the bomb. yeah. Bombshell, yeah, yeah. by the way, didn't do that well, so it doesn't have the momentum that it had after the SAG nominations when it when it looked so so strong. Box office is a real factor, which is why nineteen seventeen going into the BAFTAs and the DGAs is very strong. Sam Mendes could win both places, and that gives him, and along with the box office and all these nominations, a lot of headway.
0: So then you have supporting actor where Irish both Pesci and Pacino got in, which is cool. It's nice to have Pesci back. At the Oscars after all these years, but like you said, Brad Pitt, even though Tom Hanks got his first nomination in years and years, it's like Brad Pitt all the way. That's an easy one. Then you get into Actress, which I think is kind of fascinating because ScarJo not only gets her first nomination, she gets two nominations. Which which is rare and and often means that you
1: might win one of them, but in this particular case, it's unlikely. (laughs) I was always high on her in Marriage Story, but... I'm not feeling the marriage story momentum. I, at I was all.
0: frustrated. I I've had a lot of arguments with a lot of people who say, you know, driver's great and she's okay. Like I've heard she's that great. from people. She's awesome. I actually think it's one it's her best it's her best performance. She's great. But but you know for a while we were saying Charlize was, was a popular favorite because she's she's she transforms in Bombshell, but the Renee narrative, which took hold for Judy out of Telluride, has been steady as they go. So, well, she's backed know.
1: by her, her peeps, you know, is the point. And she'll win, if, if there were an upset uh, this yeah. weekend at SAG. SAG will tell us a lot. SAG will be very revealing, finally. Because if Ensemble goes to Parasite, for example, or which I don't think it will, or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you know, that gives you some sense of where the momentum is going, at least with the actor's branch.
0: So you're saying the potential upset would be what? Scarjo upsetting.
1: over uh Zellweger or So if
0: we see if we see her win or, then or you could
1: yeah, have that right. sympathy vote for Jennifer Lopez just you remember they mm. gave it to Emily Blunt? Remember? <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. It's just awkward. You know? Yeah,
0: strange. Very strange. But then the other thing or is Cynthia Poppins. Revo also. Yeah, right. But uh, which They, was, they which could was decide a, to
1: do Taron Edgerton and just be, you know, uh, you just know, for fun, you know. But it's, I mean, it won't happen. But it, it, these these upsets could could be interesting.
0: But then Cynthia Revo also in Best Actress has two nominations because original songs. Well, that's song why
1: her. I'm I'm actually so. about to go back on Gull Derby and change my vote on song. I thought Elton John was going to take it as he did at the Globes and Critics Choice, but I think it's actually going to be, I think it's going to be uh, Cynthia. That's well, the one she'll
0: a, win. That's a sympathy. That's vote the for one where you. they I mean, will
1: lean in because she w- they want her to be the youngest person to have an egot.
0: Right. Well, and 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 also, I mean, it's there is something a little uncomfortable about her. You know, she, that she is the only person of color nominated for an acting award. It's a little that, squeak. You know,
1: it's 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 and, a little and, scary.
0: Yeah, and it's like a movie that is not widely beloved, and she's playing a slave.
1: It was I a mean, hit. Just, it was a hit. Give it credit for that.
0: It did do well, and she's good in the movie. I Very mean, she, good. I, I guess you know it's it's like it's, it was a tough category to figure out. So it's good that she's in the mix in that respect. It's just the tokenism is uncomfortable you know, to I was say the obs- least. I
1: leaned into the farewell. I thought it could get as many as four, which shows you how wrong I was. It just right. completely well, whiffed.
0: Yeah, I mean that would have that seemed like the kind of thing that could happen in theory, but was, was also hit. informed. It by, did
1: well in a, in another. Yeah, but, you know, it's just a story that people enough people didn't relate to is the point I'm trying to make.
0: I think well, also the thing with farewell is that you know we saw it way like a year ago at Sundance, and it was this big breakout and discovery. It stayed in and it theaters also, a long time. I, 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 and Leon I think, did a
1: good but, job with it. I mean, A24. I also, Excuse me, I didn't this, say that. A24 did a good yeah. job with it.
0: Well, a twenty four, yeah, they, they can rest Lino easy the with their. is the one that their, did
1: very well this. A twenty four can
0: uh, they season. can rest easy. They they can rest easy with their cinematography the nomination lighthouse. for the lighthouse. <laughs> but, no, but I think with farewell, the thing is that um, they like black and was, white. The conversation with the farewell has always been informed to some degree by enthusiasm for the movie and wanting to see that outcome. It wasn't. Ex- it, it was almost like it was driven by looking at the possibility and how cool it would be for this kind of movie that's half in Chinese and tapping into an experience we often don't see, you know, tapped into in American cinema and wanting that to happen. Whereas something like Parasite really did become this, this big phenomenon in a way that the, people the got behind it. Reminder
1: that it's dangerous for those of us with art house taste to overestimate the Academy, which in effect the actors' branch, especially, is is very mainstream. The craft branches so are more adventurous and more international.
0: So, so then we get to Best Actor, and I was really happy that I didn't have to wait long to see if the one I was f- crossing my fingers for got him because alphabetically speaking, Antonio Banderas's name I came first. So that was awesome. His first nomination at the age of 60. And, um, you know that i mean it would be quite the upset if he were to win though it would be pretty exciting but i guess it it like you were you were saying Joaquin probably I obviously adam driver the Lincoln has, comparison
1: you know. there basically which is that the people are giving joker is obviously popular it has 11 nominations and and Pod Phillips got into director, which wasn't expected. Uh Tycho had the DGA nomination and didn't get it. So I think you have to give uh Joker at least one big win and, and that's what they'll do. They'll say Joaquin Phoenix is the reason that Joker is as good as it is. Like it or well, He's leave
0: a it. very power he's a very powerful contender because he's been nominated before he's so widely he's beloved. Yeah,
1: he's due. It's this it's is his it fourth. feels like
0: it's a his time kind of a story, but there could be an upset. If the upset were Adam driver, it wouldn't be that out of between him
1: and Adam driver. And I thought Adam driver had a really good shot, but the signs are not pointing in that direction.
0: So then you have um, the, the other categories where there actually is real diversity across the board, international feature film and best documentary. And per usual, I mean, unfortunately these, these, films are marginalized in the broader conversation about the race but they're they're in some cases the most exciting ones to it's talk a strong about, so. strong
1: strong list and i was pretty close in terms of the ones that got in american factory could be considered the front runner uh the two syrian films the cave and for yeah. got in which i didn't expect and then the think my a lot Brazilian of movie got in edge of democracy well, yeah, i mean-
0: I think a lot of people thought Cave and Edge of Democracy, or Cave and Forsama, one would knock the other one out, when in fact, they're very different kinds of movies, and they both have had really good campaigns behind them. Edge of Democracy and American Factory, obviously both Netflix, and again, very strong campaigns. The, The real success here is Honeyland. The fact that this movie that won the World Cinema Documentary Prize back at Sundance could be the first one ever to get both international feature and documentary nomination and it's a very quiet unassuming kind of movie but very beautiful you know? very beautiful. made it's people that's a real success how these
1: movies get made appreciate how difficult it was for them to embed themselves in this very rural very inaccessible place and to make such a beautiful movie out of it it's really something
0: but then the other thing in international feature film was the sudden emergence of Corpus Christi. That was a, a film that we hadn't that was we a hadn't surprise. been talking about. And I about saw it.
1: the movie and liked it well enough. But I thought those who remained was a much better movie. I, I guess there were a number of fifth slot uh, contenders yeah, I, I that knocked each don't other forget out. About, yeah,
0: a- Atlantic didn't get in. Beanpole
1: didn't but... get in. Truth and Justice yeah, those were the didn't ones get in. Painted Bird didn't Atl- Atl- get in.
0: Yeah, well, Pain and Bird, Atlantic's Beanpool, those are all movies that I think people could respect, but other people might have a hard time they with. were not and it does accessible
1: make you if they were not so
0: easily. They were opaque. Where, whereas Parasite, Panglory, Les Rob, They were all easy to,
1: to relate to. But
0: it's interesting that people even thought to put Honeyland for international feature because it was the Macedonian submission, which it's just, it's just a fascinating outcome. A lot and of one people of liked it. That, I
1: talked to people and they really liked it. So there you are.
0: So I think the other thing that you have to think about here is it, it seems like a no-brainer that Parasite, which has already made history because no Korean film's ever been nominated, but Parasite wins Best International Feature Film. It's kind of easy to see that it's the front runner there, right? The question is, if it's a best picture, a serious best picture contender, as, as we're saying that it is, what it takes for somebody to think, to vote for it, both as Best international feature and best. Picture. That's why I think it's because more likely that. that
1: they're going to go with the director, and I think that they love the movie and they're going to give him that credit. But Sam Mendes is 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 a very um, um, robust. Uh, I, I, I my guess right now is that it's going to be 1917 for picture. The reason why Parasite is such a long shot for um, best picture is is that they've just simply never done it ever. And, and the reason they haven't is because they have this category to reward him in. I would love to see him get production design or something like that, um, which they also got nominated for, or editing. The, that would make me really happy. It's very strong if it got an editing nomination. 1917, because it's single take and all of that, didn't get an editing nomination the way um, Birdman and- didn't. An-
0: Neither did Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Well so. that
1: is interesting because Fred Raskin has never gotten nominated, but it is a sign of weakness. You're right. And editing is often a bellwether of, of best picture, which makes Parasite the stronger contender in some ways.
0: Right. Well I guess the, the ultimate. Except question that it's a great
1: language movie. <laughs> You know? So here's
0: the thing, yeah. It wins. I mean, it wins thing.
1: international feature. The thing about 1917 is that it is such an extraordinary achievement. And the more I look at various video pieces about how they did it, you know, Deakins is going to win cinematography. We know that, and I think Gassner could win production design as well. Um, it's just, it's just such a, 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 and it has that kind of anti-war Gravitas that you want in a best picture contender. It just feels yeah. like the one that's heading but, for more momentum.
0: I, I am I'm sort of mixed on 1917. I personally I'm I'm sort of mixed on it, but I, I also know that other people are mixed on it too. I don't I don't know if it's like if you if, if, if everybody agrees with what you're saying that it's such an exemplary achievement on on every level. I think there is there is more of a mixed conversation going on there, but at the same time when you More look among at the critics. contenders. I think. Well yeah, it could be. It could be. I've talked to some I mean, I maybe haven't talked to as many Academy people as, as you have, but I, I can think right now some Academy people have told me that they were not fans of 1917 and that, you know, people are very cognizant of the, the one take concept and whether or not they want to reward a movie for that alone versus the other things is an interesting question. But, uh, well, it but could here, end here's up, the thing it
1: could end up winning at BAFTA, which I think it will because it's a British film and they're gonna go with a British film if they can. By the way, I think editing will be Thelma Shoemaker for The Irishman. I just feel well, that it'll. I mean, it'll she be killed it with
0: that thing. She, I mean, the, considering the running, there's one place where the running time is actually an asset. You know, right. she reined in this this crazy. It's so thing. compelling. I sat so, through
1: it twice without flinching, without moving yeah, each same, time. Same,
0: same. You know, so
1: and I would uh, watch it again we... happily. So Jojo Rabbit had editing too, you know, and and Joker had editing, you know, this is a sign of how strong they are, which is why I, I keep wondering, you know, is it, is it necessarily Greta Gerwig or Taika for adapted screenplay? That's, that's my concern.
0: A lot of people are going to lose their Oscar pools. There's no question about (laughs) that because getting all of these right. And we have such a short period of time and we're going to go into Sundance mode now. And then when Sundance is over, the Oscars are, I mean, it's, this is, it's, it's insane to think about from a campaign standpoint, how quickly people have to assemble their ground team and get to work now that the nominations are out. So this is going to be an interesting one is to see what, what, what do people choose to just kind of go all in with? And it's gotta be the people who really think they have a shot at winning. If you don't think you have a real shot at winning, you got your nomination, enjoy the ride. You know, there, there's, there's not a whole lot you can do now to sort of like, topple the momentum of parasite or hollywood or something like that with some surprise well i think some people
1: are going to put a lot of energy into that you're going to see a lot of we'll see we'll see
0: yeah exactly and the question is how negative the campaigning gets you know so that that, if you see another op-ed in the new york times slamming one of these movies there's probably a A logic behind it from some unseen hand. So, so next week uh, we'll do our podcast. So, I'm I'm sad you won't be joining me in Park City. You guys
1: go do your thing. So, there's a the Oscar nominations lunch is is on Monday. You know, so um, I I am going to miss. I I decided to to just focus on what I have to do here and not go up for just three days. So uh, you're on your own. I'm seeing a lot though. I'm seeing a lot, and I'm writing, and I'm doing interviews. It's not like I'm skipping it, but I'm not going.
0: No, and, and probably a lot of people are going to assume you're there anyway, so you could have faked it if you didn't cop to it right now. But I will say we we do have a special edition of Screen Talk that unfortunately you won't be joining us for at the Canada Goose Lounge on January 27th at 1 p.m. So we've had a good time. So I'll be joined by, by some IndieWire colleagues, and we'll talk about Sunday's buzz. And I offered to dial you in on speaker, but... But no, sounds it's like fine. you'll have other stuff going it's on. Fine. So um, I'll take but, a week off. <laughs> in, yeah, exactly. All right. So enjoy the, uh, the SAG show and, and I'll talk to you soon enough.
1: We'll see Bay how things go there. Bye.
0: It is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?